Okay, so we're about to get started. So I'm going to start with an introduction. Um, my name is T. Westbrook. Um, I am originally from Chicago by the way of Memphis, and I currently reside in Nashville. Um, and I've been here for, woo-wee, child, like 10 years now. Um, so first off, I'm just uh, happy that everybody decided to join. Um, and again, I'm just looking forward to sharing um, some information that I have and connecting with you guys uh, more intimately, you know, other than like Facebook, Instagram, and things like that. Um, so to start off, um, I have been an entrepreneur for about six years. I started uh, in 2014. I started with a vintage clothing brand called The List, and I kind of ventured out from there. And now I consider myself to be like a serial womanpreneur. I've kind of coined that. I think that's like my word for this year, womanpreneur. Um, right now I am full-time as an entrepreneur. I recently celebrated my one-year anniversary, um, being full-time and whew, it's been like an amazing journey. So I've, I've got a couple of different businesses and brands that I manage, um, and that I've came up with over the last few years, um, the one that people might know the most is I Am The List, and that's where we first started. Um, we ventured out, and I run that business with my husband now, and it's I Am The List. It's a creative agency, um, and that business focuses on branding, um, creating content, and really just um, helping small businesses, entrepreneurs, uh, specifically creative entrepreneurs, like brand their business and take things to the next level. Um, I also have a business called Cool Girls Create, and that's like my baby. Um, it is, when I first started out, it was a fashion brand. And over the last few years, I've been really having it on my heart to kind of expand and make it more of a community. So this is kind of my first strides and going in that direction. Um, and then... The other things that I do is like curate events. Um, I've curated something called Shop Black Nashville. That's like a really dope vendor fair for black businesses. Um, I've got an event called Couples Karaoke um, that I do with my husband. And it's like just a really cool event as well. And then, um, <laughs> sorry, my husband just walked in distracted me. <laughs> um, the other thing is um, Cool Girls Create. I think I said that. Am I missing that? I have a couple different ones. Okay. So the next thing I wanted to touch on was the actual boss up call. So this is a monthly call that I'm gonna do. Um, and what I'll do is it'll be me, me leading it sometimes, but it'll also be um, guest speakers that I bring in. Um, I have a lot of friends who I've met along the years who are in different industries who would be great with just like sharing information. 
Um, I've got some mentors that I've gotten over the last year and just some really dope connections that I want to share with, you know, every woman that I can. So um, the monthly boss up call is going to be the first of every month. And hopefully it'll just grow into something that's like amazing and people can really take the information that I give or that we share together and like take off. But any questions so far? No, I don't have any. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so um, here are a couple of rules for the call before I dive into um, the meat of what we're doing. Um, the first thing is I'm going to move kind of fast because I want to, I don't want to talk at you guys, so I'll share a lot of information, but I want to save time for people to ask questions and really get like the information that you need to take the first steps into whatever direction you want to go with um, as far as your passion or your business. And then <laughs> the next rule is I am challenging everyone on the call to write down at least two questions that you want to ask. Um, really take notes and try to come up with your own action plan that you can start with tomorrow um, to just start making strides towards um, your purpose. So that's what I'm challenging you with, be engaged. Um, try to write down two questions so that you can at least ask one. Um, and then also just connect with everybody on the call. If you are online via WebEx, you can actually chat like uh, instant message. And if you're not, if you're dialing in, then um, I want everybody to share their Instagram or whatever social media handles that you have so that we can make sure that we're all connected. Is that cool? Everybody good? Okay. All right. So in this call, um, there are four main things that I wanted to cover. The first is how to invest in your business without breaking the bank. Um, and then I'm going to go into some DIY branding techniques that you can use um, if you have $0 for a budget. Um, <clears throat> I'll also go over some of the hacks that I use to create content for my business and my personal brand. And last, I'll talk about my journey so far um, as a full-time entrepreneur and taking a leap of faith. So that's the meat of um, what we're going to talk about today. So let's get right to it. So there are three ways that you can invest in your business. Um, when I think of investing, there is time, currency, and effort. So when you think of time, um, time is really focused on things like being consistent, um, putting time into building your business. So putting time into leaving a digital footprint. And that means like investing in um, getting your social media together, getting your online website together, um, and things like that. And we'll dive deeper into that. 
It also means putting time into actual branding your business. So not just putting time into, okay, I'm trying to build my clientele or I'm trying to um, get more customers, but actually putting time into getting your story out there so that you can connect to the people that could be potential clients or customers. Um, and then the other part of putting time into your business is actually creating content. So in this day and age, like the biggest, the biggest marketing tool that you have is content. And content is really um, a visual thing. So when you think of content, don't ever think like I, I'm creating content to get customers. You're supposed to think of content as a way to connect or tell your story. So content is photos, videos, behind the scene things. Um, if you're a dancer, it's, the, it's recording the classes that you have or doing tutorials or using TikTok. Um, if you are a person who does spoken word, then it's the videos that you do um, when you're doing spoken word. It's the behind the scenes before that. It might be pictures of some of the notes that you've taken to get your spoken word together. Um, if you're into fashion, then it's pretty much everything that you can relate to fashion. So you can curate things as far as content. You can actually create your own um, with photos, videos, blogs, articles, having events. All of those things are related to content. Okay. So that's what it comes when it comes to time. You are investing with being consistent um, and then actually putting the time into building your business. So um, a direct action step that you can use when, when you think about investing with time is, okay, um, every week I'm going to literally set aside 10 hours to invest time into my business. So that means I'm going to make sure that I schedule it out and that's directly related to me investing that time. Um, <clears throat> the next thing I want to talk about is currency. So when people think of currency, most of the time they think of money. And a lot of times when you're starting a business or you're getting ready to um, go into something that you're passionate about, you're, you're usually thinking, okay, where am I going to get the money to do this? Right? Um, but money isn't the only type of currency. So when you think of currency, you have to remember that the biggest currency that you have when it comes to your business, your brand, um, or something that you're trying to build is yourself, right? It's yourself, your products, the services that you offer. Um, that's what the currency is. So one of the biggest things for me that I had to learn was Nobody else can do what I do like me. So nobody else can do you like you. So that's your biggest currency. So a lot of times, like, people think, okay, I have to have, like, a business loan to start my business, or I have to have, um, I don't know, $10,000 or $20,000 to get this thing going. And that's, and for me, that's been, like, the total opposite of how I approach being an entrepreneur. Um, 
So the one, the biggest thing is making sure that you understand that you are the most valuable thing to your business and then finding other ways to invest besides money. So one of the methods that I used coming up um, as an entrepreneur when I, so when I started the clothing brand, I was still in college. So I didn't have like a full-time job or anything like that. So what I used was something called the bootstrapping method. And in layman's terms, the bootstrapping method is literally taking whatever money that you have that you make from a business and then reinvesting into your business. Um, or taking whatever money you have from your job, say you have a check and you make, this is like a random number, but I'm gonna say $300 every two weeks, right? So I'm gonna say every two weeks, I'm gonna take $20 and put that to the side and that's specifically for my business. I'm gonna use that to sell a product or sell a class or um, sell something online. And then whatever money that I make from that, I'm not gonna put it back into my own pocket. I'm gonna put it right back into the business. Um, so I used that method for like three years. So I saved enough money from, um, from um, my little internship jobs. Um, I asked family and friends if they wanted to like not invest, <laughs> because I didn't want anybody to have a percentage of my business, but if they wanted to donate, if they wanted to um, give an offering towards me building this brand. And so I used some that money to buy my inventory and started selling clothes like that. Um, the other method that you, that you can do is getting a personal loan. So a lot of people think that um, when you start a business, you have to get a line of credit or a huge business loan. And I'm going to give you two perspectives on that. So the first perspective is um, I worked in commercial banking. So I was on the lending side of things. So there are a whole bunch of factors that goes into getting a loan from a business perspective. And what people don't understand is a lot of the loan industry isn't really focused or hasn't caught up yet to creative entrepreneurship. So when you're thinking about getting a business loan, a lot of time banks want like collateral, they want um, some type of um, ownership on equipment, um, things like that. And a lot of times when you're a creative entrepreneur, that's not what type of business that you have at all. So the other option that people don't think about is getting a personal loan. So um, I think maybe about four years ago, one of the things I did was get a personal loan because I was working in corporate America so I could afford to pay you know, monthly installments. And then I just got like a small personal loan and I used that to invest into the business. Um, so that's another option that you can do. And personal loans, you don't have to have like bomb ass credit. Um, you just have, a lot of times you have to have a consistent income and that's the biggest thing. So if you're like 
still working, but you want to kind of start building towards becoming full time, then you can start working towards, okay, making sure that your credit falls within the range that it needs to to get a personal loan and making sure that you have consistent income. And then you can use that instead. Like you could do $1,000, $5,000, $10,000. And it's a lot easier to get than a business loan. Um, The other thing I wanted to talk about when it comes to currency is bartering. Um, So when I first started out, I wasted so much money in trying to get stuff from my businesses and not really knowing like who to use for photography or you know buying products and it was crappy and I had to like start over um just so many things and so what I've learned is to barter and although it's like an unspoken unspoken thing in like creative industries but a lot of times we barter a lot but you just have to know how to do it um so if you're say for instance you are let's say a dancer um and you want to build your brand around taking i mean having classes or doing private tutorials or whatever it is like if 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 that were my brand what i would do is figure out okay who are all the people that are in my network that do something different where we could work together and kind of exchange services so for me as a um fashion entrepreneur, I built my network and I had people who helped me with videography. I had people who helped me with photography, um, makeup artists, models, and everything in between. And what I would do is barter with them. So I would say, okay, I'll give you, I'll style you for this, or we could do an exchange of products, um, or we can all work together on, on these big projects and then we all get something out of it. And a lot of times people are willing to do that, but you have to speak up about it. And you also have to know that you are worth everything when it comes to your business. So if you if you go out and you sell yourself, like my brand is lit and my makeup is lit. If I'm a makeup artist, I do the best damn makeup. You know, what do you, do you want to barter with me? I can do your makeup for this. You can help me with this. And You've sold yourself, and so you've created all these relationships where you don't have to spend a lot of money. Yeah, I got to take like a short little break. I need some water. (laughs) Do we have any questions, though? No, that's so far. What's the best way to advertise and build clientele? Mm. Okay. Um, what industry are you in? Fashion industry. Okay, so are you like on the styling side or design side? Design. Okay. Um, and have you started your business already or are you just kind of getting your feet wet? Um, I'm just getting started. I have, you know, like the sewing business. So I'm just getting started. Okay. With just social media. All right. Um, 
I'll give you a quick tip and then I'm I'm actually going to touch on a lot of that um, in like two minutes. But what I would say is a lot of people don't think about, well, a lot of people think in the mind frame of um, I have to get my business started together, the business plan together. I got to have my products. I got to have all this together before I start marketing or advertising. And that's like the total and you should switch your whole mindset to the opposite of that. So if you haven't actually like started yet, what you can do is use your digital footprint to start building your personal brand. So, um, and I'll touch on this a little bit later, but the most important thing is like building your personal brand. So you have a business brand and a personal brand. If you haven't started your business yet, what you need to do is figure out, okay, what do I want to be known for? So for me, T, I wanted to be known for creative fashion. Um, well, being creative, being fashionable, and then also being able to like brand, right? Or visual storytelling. So my personal brand, everything is related to that. So if you're if you haven't like if you don't have your official designs yet or whatever you can still you know start promoting your personal brand like basically getting people to it's like conditioning them to say okay she's known for fashion or she's an awesome sewer or she likes these cool designs you know like you have to condition people and then when it's time for you to drop your product line they're already excited about it so it's a, it's a couple of ways that you can do that <clears throat> But let's keep going. So the one thing that I was talking about earlier was, um, so you can invest in your business in three ways, time, currency, and then the last part is effort. So remember those 10 hours that I was talking about before where you, where you set 10 hours a week aside and you're like, okay, this is the time that I'm gonna invest into my business. So you tie that with effort. So um for me although i'm a super creative person i have a degree in accounting and i'm very business minded and so it was easy for me to do things like research come up with a business plan um and all of those things if you aren't really business minded or you or you're not really familiar with that territory and you're like super creative, you have to learn how to condition yourself to invest that type of effort into your business if that's what you want to make money off of. So a lot of people that are creative, they don't really know anything about the business of being creative. And so what you have to do is invest that effort into doing research um, and you have to invest effort into reading different things. So one of the things I wanted to suggest was this book called Make It Rain. It's by Ariva Martin. Um, she is a black publicist and she's worked with everybody. Um, but I've been reading this book and it's really about like branding yourself and taking things to the next level when it comes to getting your story out there about your business. Um, so doing things like that, doing research on, okay, how do I do a business plan? Now, if you don't know, since we're in 2020, 
You don't have to do like a long drawn out business plan or marketing plan. They have one page plans now. So you can literally go to a place like HubSpot and type in one page plan and they'll give you the template for it and you can just dump your information in and then print it and you have your plan. Um, the other thing that you have to do when it comes to effort is like actually apply yourself. So for instance, I'm saying in this call, take 10 hours a week, dedicate towards your business, do some research, read this book. When it comes to applying yourself, you actually have to, okay, I joined this call. I'm motivated. I'm excited. Now, set a goal and say, okay, for the next four weeks, I'm going to try to apply what T said about taking 10 hours and putting in the time, the currency, and the effort every week and see if that makes a difference. That's actually applying, applying what you're learning. Um, the other thing that I wanted to talk about when it comes to effort is being resourceful. So, y'all, when I first started out, I didn't know how to do anything. Like, the only thing I knew was that I liked thrifting, I liked vintage clothes, and I could really, like, I could take, like, a cool jacket or, like, an old school outfit and, like, turn it around and make it super fly. But other than that, I didn't know anything about photography, content, social media, nothing at all whatsoever. So what I did was um, I was like, okay, I want a fashion website and I want people to buy my clothes online. So then I figured out like, okay, how do I get a website? Now I'm not about to pay nobody to build me a website cause I don't have that type of money. But what I can do is oh, there's this company called Shopify and you only pay like $29 a month and you can build your own website. Oh, okay, how do you do that? So that started like six or seven years ago and I was able to learn how to build my own website. I learned how to build other people's websites. <laughs> I've learned how to do photography. So I used to pay like photographers. Oh my gosh. Oh, it's, oh. It's hurting my heart. I used to pay photographers so much money to take these pictures and then realize like, oh, this is not what I wanted or this, they don't really understand how the clothes are supposed to look or how the models are supposed to look, all these things. So what I started to do was I would pay people for a shoot and then I would ask them questions, right? Like, hey, how do you get the lighting this way? Or what, what camera uh, setting are you using? Um, you know, just asking them things. And then it would get to the point where they would come and like help me with my camera equipment and show me how to do whatever it was that I needed to do. So it's just being resourceful, like finding other ways to get things done that you can get done for free without having to spend, you know, extra money. All right, moving on. So we're gonna get into DIY branding techniques that you can use for $0 on the budget. And I'm just gonna go down um, this list really quickly so that you guys can kind of take notes on it and then just ask me questions um, after that. <clears throat> so when you think of branding, this is four things that I want you to leave with. Four things, write it down. Everybody get your notepad 
So when it comes to your brand, you have to define how you want to be perceived. So earlier when I was talking about, okay, if you don't have your business all together yet, the one thing that you have is your personal brand and you are a walking billboard, right? Like in this day and age, people don't care about what your product is. They care about the company, what they care about. Are they helping people? Are they scamming people? Like people care about what's behind the actual company. So you're your best advertisement, right? So you need to define how it is that you want to be perceived and how it is that you want your business to be perceived. So for instance, with Cool Girls Create, I want my brand to be perceived using three words, right? Write this down. Think about three words that you want to be perceived as or you want your business brand to be perceived as. Um, my three words are creative, community, um, and fashion forward. <clears throat> so three words that you want to apply to everything across the board. The next thing is um, when your customers have finished using the, your product or your service, how do you want them to describe the experience? So that goes into perception. So three words on how you want your brand or your business to be perceived. And then what, what type of experience do you want them to have with your brand? Like tie those things together and make that consistent as possible. Um, the next thing is organize your business based on a particular promise. So um, let's say I'm going to use a, a friend um, that's a dancer. Okay, so she has a dance class. And one of the things that she really, really wanted to portray in her dance class is like, this is like a really tight-knit community, like we're going to support each other, we're going to gas each other every time we get together. And so because that was her like brand's promise, everybody who came to class, like they were super excited and they would bring more people and more people and more people. And every time that people came to her class, they had the same experience, which was we're going to gas each other, we're going to be a community, um, and we're going to stick together. So that's like a brand promise. So you just have to think of like that one thing that you want to be your brand's promise. I'm doing air quotes if you can't see me. Um, and really stick to that consistently. Okay. <clears throat> the next thing is communicating your promise and being consistent. So this is going to bring me to ways to communicate, <clears throat> ways to communicate your brand and how to be consistent doing it. Um, social media. Everybody knows about social media. Now, whew, I, although I'm on social media, I hate social media. <laughs> I, I don't like posting. I'm like the worst client. Like if you had a social media client, I would be the worst, but I understand it. And so I'm able to manage other people's social media and build my own brand. But with social media, what you really need to know about branding your business is, yes, that's a way to market and advertise, but you need to post consistently. You need to know what's happening all the time. So say, for instance, like I'm going to go to somebody, let's see. 
uh, a makeup artist, right? So you're a makeup artist and you have social media. You do your posting, you have your cute little posts. Um, you got your special days, you know, makeup Thursday or whatever. Um, and you're building your clientele and things like that. But are you taking advantage of like what's actually happening right now today when it comes to social media? So like using things like TikTok or the Don't Rush Challenge where they're like, you know, switching out the makeup brushes and and being cute with the song. Um, there are just a lot of different ways that you have to make sure that you're like staying up to date and use that to your advantage when it comes to branding. The other thing is like making sure that you have consistent interaction with everybody else on social media um so not just posting not just putting stuff on your story but actually interacting with people that are in your industry so if you do spoken word if you do dance if you're in fashion then when you go on social media whether that's um instagram facebook linkedin pinterest um you are interacting with people who are, are into the same things that you're into because that's the only way you're going to build a genuine, like diehard community where you can sell your products or get people to become clients. <clears throat> the last thing I want to talk about with social media is making sure that you have like a link tree or... There are a couple of other ones that you can use, but um, Linktree right now is like one of the most popular ones, but that's basically um, a place where you can put in your, you know how you can put the website in your bio on Instagram? So people use Linktree so that when people click that link, they can you can see pretty much everything that they have going on. And so that's a great way to help with your branding on social media because I'm not make it easy for people to learn about you. So if you have a link tree, they can just go straight to it and they can say, oh, oh, I like this. Oh, I like this. Instead of you having like your website link up and then when they go to your website, they got to find different things. Um, just make it easy for people. How do you spell that link tree? Um, so it's L I wait, it's like a dot somewhere. Let me look it up real quick. Okay, it's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E E. So uh with Linktree, you can create a, an account for free. There's another one that I can't think of the name right now, but I'll send you guys like information about it. It's for content creators or like creative people. So Linktree has like the links um, that you can click, but the other one that I'm thinking about, you can actually create like a, a visual kind of bio. And I like that one too. Um, so yeah, okay. So the next thing that I want to talk about, so you have social media when it comes to branding and marketing yourself. Um, a lot of times people don't think about this, but it's networking. So when it comes to branding yourself, you have to remember that social media is there, but social media isn't like the end all be all. So people have to connect the brand, the person with you actually like in real life. 
<laughs> so um i'll tell you guys about a method that i use with networking so it may not seem like it but i'm super shy right i don't really i didn't enjoy meeting new people at first i've kind of grown into it and it's it's kind of fun now but um and then i don't like leaving the house a lot and spending a lot of money just to go to random events and stuff but what i've learned is like networking and meeting people that are into the same types of things as you who are just as motivated as you um that's the best way to like grow your business grow your brand and also get clients and customers who actually are willing to spend their money invest their time with you because you've met them in person you've made a real connection so what i would do is um i would take my calendar i would go on like facebook um i use facebook a lot like the facebook events and i would go through and i would find all the free events <laughs> uh for like the next three months right and then i would find like events that say for instance i'm like okay i'm only gonna spend uh thirty dollars this month on an event i would find all the free ones and then i would find some that where the tickets were like not super expensive and then I would add those to my Google Calendar, right? So I would say, for instance, I'm like, the month of April, I'm gonna go to two events because trying to go to an event every week, that's like, it's not impossible, but that's a lot of work when you have other things to do. So say, for instance, your goal is like two events and they're free, right? So all you have to do is show up. I would go to these events I take my cards and then I would just walk around and talk to people. <laughs> like, hey, how are you? I'm I'm T. Um, this is what I do. Or just start a genuine conversation based off of whatever we're at this event for. And honestly, just doing that for like six or seven months, that completely changed like my clientele. The, it changed the tra trajectory of where I was going with my business and just made it like so much wider um the other thing i wanted to talk about was your online presence so when it comes to advertising and marketing you have social media networking and then your online presence so your online presence isn't just your website um it's not just a you know a blog that you have there are so many other things that goes into having an online presence so a lot of times people don't think about like using facebook linkedin pinterest or other platforms where you have to create like a profile like those go into creating an online presence because there's this thing called seo and seo is basically how google ranks you when somebody searches something so if you have say for instance okay cool girls create if you look up cool girls create online you'll you'll see the facebook pop up the instagram the the pinterest um our linkedin the website all of the events that we've hosted blogs like all of those things contribute to you being searchable fast um the other thing is also 
making sure you contribute to other platforms or other people connecting with other people online. So say for instance, if you are a blogger, then you need to make sure that you're not only just writing blogs, but you're also like contributing to other blogs, contribute, connecting with other people. Like if you're in fashion, um, maybe it's, it's a whole bunch of stylists who are your favorite stylists or they're your favorite bloggers and they do something once a month. You can reach out to them and say, hey, I have this idea to connect about this or let's do a co-writing together. Let's do a video together. Um, and you can apply that across the board with dance, spoken word, fashion. I mean, pretty much anything. One more second. I'm taking a little bit of uh, water right now. <laughs> Any questions so far, though? All right. No question. Okay. So moving on. Now I'm going to talk about <clears throat> my hacks for creating content. And I'm getting a little raspy, y'all. Can y'all hear me okay, though? Yep, you sound fine. Yeah, you sound good. Okay. <clears throat> So, um, my hacks for creating content. So the very first thing that I'll mention, and y'all tell me, how many of y'all use Canva or heard of Canva? All the time. Okay. I do. <laughs> okay. 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 So Canva is like my best friend. Um, now you can create. You can create a lot of things in Canva for free. If you have like a little extra, if you have that $12.95 a month, I would do that um, because one thing, so using Canva is great, but a lot of people use it. So you start to recognize like people using the same kind of content. So if you can pay like the extra $12 for an account to get more personalized custom things, then I would do that. Or I would not just use a template that Canva has. So you have to like tweak it, add your brand colors, add your personality. Like, like don't just take things from Canva and then stick it out there on social media or on your website and say that it's content because it's not original. Um, so I use Canva a lot. I also use this app called uh, Spark Post. And it's a cool app that I use to like make um like word posts, like moving words or things like that. Um, I use for video, I use an app called InShot. It's like my favorite app because although I can edit video using some apps on my computer, I can use this app on my phone. Um, and I know people have like iMovie and stuff like that, but InShot is like a an app that you can use if you have an Android or I think you can use it with iPhone too, but it has like some extra little perks um for editing video and let's see what else do i use i think that's it when it comes to um just like social media posts um the other thing that i wanted to talk about when it comes to like creating content for yourself so say for instance um you need some headshots or you need some action shots of you dancing and you don't have like a fancy camera 
or something like that, but you got an iPhone or, you know, whatever phone these days, you can use that and you can do something called a self-portrait. Um, and I know a lot of people, well, how many people have done self-portraits before? Has anybody done them? Yeah, I have. I think I heard you. I think I heard some yeses. Okay, so I am, so there, there is the, uh, I love self-portraits. Um, you can use them to take your own headshots, but you can also use it um, to create content of a sense of, doing something creative for your brand. So a lot of times, like a lot of the pictures that we take, that I take for CGC um, or videos that I do, it's really just setting up the camera and using a timer or using like apps on your phone to be the clicker so that you can kind of step away and then take the picture. Um, so I use a lot of self-portraits and then the other thing that I wanted to touch on was content scheduling. So if you're like me and you maybe really don't love being on social media, you really don't have a lot of time to create content all the time and then schedule and say, okay, on Monday, I'm gonna post this. And on Tuesday, I'm gonna put this on my story. And on Thursday, it's gonna be creative Thursday. A lot of us don't have time for that. But what you should definitely get into the habit of doing is creating a schedule so the thing is most people think that the if you post a lot on social media then that's what gets you like more followers and things like that that's not really how it works it's about being consistent when it comes to like instagram um specifically instagram it's like consistency that goes into the algorithm so your goal should if you know that you can't post every day like me there's no way on god's green earth i can post every day however i can say okay i'm gonna post on mondays wednesdays and fridays for my personal brand and on my business brand i'm gonna post every two days or something like that every every other day or you know every three days you really just have to have a, a consistent schedule um the next thing i want to talk about is investing in camera equipment or a consistent photographer or videographer or somebody that can help you take pictures and videos consistently for your brand or you can do it yourself um when i first started out i bought my first camera from a pawn shop i, I believe that joint was like 75 dollars, y'all like for real and then i started getting lights from amazon um the first one i got was like those umbrella lights the white ones those are trash do not spend your money <laughs> do not spend your money on those umbrella lights from amazon if you're going to invest in any type of equipment i would get um a dl a dlsr camera so i've upgraded i have a canon right now and i have a nikon um but it's been like six or seven years since i've been in business and then the other thing is investing in like lights. So a lot of people get ring lights. Make sure you get at least one ring light and then I have like an LED light. 
Um, and you can get those from Amazon. They're like maybe two, four hundred dollars or something like that. Um, and then also invest in like backdrops or you know, little things that you can get from Hobby Lobby, Dollar Tree, Walmart, and kind of make your own set so that you can take your pictures. Um, and you'll be good to go. I swear you can get somebody to edit it or you can edit it and editing can make anything look super fancy or official. So those are just ways that I kind of have invested into um, creating my own content. Um, the other two things I wanted to mention about this was just making sure that you be creative when you're creating content. Again, it's just like, just be original. Um, if you're a dancer, like, or again, like doing spoken word, or if you're in fashion, there, there's a hundred in the, I don't know, I don't know how many people are fashion designers on, or have online boutiques or are stylists, dancers. There's so many creative people. What you have to do is find that one thing about you that makes you different from everybody else. So you have to really find that, like really, really, really search that out and use that to brand yourself and then just kind of build everything around that. So for me, with my personal brand, um, I've kind of built everything around me being creative and fashionable. Like when people think about T, they're like, oh, she's the girl with the clothes or the bright colored clothes. Or it used to be like she she was the girl with the um, crazy color hair or she's the girl that's like super creative. Like all like you have to figure out what it is that makes you you and then really go for it with that. Um, and then the last thing is use your network. So when it comes to branding, marketing, advertising, you can market all day, but if you only get two likes on your post or you don't get any people to sign up for what you're trying to do, you're doing something wrong. So what the biggest thing is making sure that you're connecting online and on social media, but also making sure that you're using your network of real people to get your brand out there. So <clears throat> I know I used to do this a lot. I don't do this as much anymore, but even if it's like, um, and I got this from a blogger, but say for instance, you're on social media like twice a week, you can spend some time and like go search out other people who are doing what you're doing and then like shout them out on your page or engage with them in conversation or find a way to connect with them to have an event. Um, but you have to constantly use your network so that one, you can build up your brand, but two, you can find people that can that are on the same page as you and y'all can work together to accomplish whatever goals that you wanna accomplish. Okay, now, this is time for, oh, well, it's time for the last part of the call. Uh, I'm going to be talking about just my journey as far as taking the leap of faith. And I'm going to just go through a couple of talking points with this. And then um, I'm going to open it up for questions. And you guys can ask me anything. Um, and yeah, I'm ready to chat. So how taking the leap of faith has changed my life. 
I'm going to talk about that. And I'm going to break it down into three words. It's fear, faith, and forward. So when I first started out, the one thing I used to be afraid of was, you know, fear of failure. I used to be afraid that like, okay, what if I don't make any money? What if nobody's going to buy anything? What if nobody's going to support my shit? Like, this is just, I'm just scared, right? Um, And then what I learned was fear is necessary. So if you aren't fearful just a little bit about what you're doing, then that's probably not what you're passionate about. Fear is always necessary because once you get over it, it pushes you further and further and further along your journey. So that's the first thing that I learned. Um, for me, it may seem like I'm super fearless, like I'm not shy or like I'm super confident. A lot of the time, that's not the case. It's more so I, I'm able to like look fear in the eye and then recognize like, oh, this is fear. I'm just nervous. I'm just afraid. But it can't get worse than me just being afraid. Like, that's it. So you just have to look fear in the eye. Um, the other thing I wanted to say about fear is don't be afraid of something not working. So for me, I'll give you an example. Um, when I started my clothing brand, everybody just recognized me for clothes. And I really wanted to get outside of that. Um, when it came to Cool Girls Create, I wanted to like make it more of a community. I wanted it to be more of a way where people who, women who are creative, they can network, we can learn from each other. We can actually like not be in competition, but actually like almost like a, just a secret, you know, group where we just stick together and okay, you got an event, we all going to this event or okay, you need help with this. We're all going to help you with this. I really wanted that to happen, but I was afraid that it wasn't going to work out. Um, and what I learned is you shouldn't be afraid of something not working. You should use everything as a lesson. So for me, the two things that I know work for my business is women that I've been able to connect with, they're super creative and they love connecting, right? They love hanging out. They're like eager to network. And so I'm like, okay, I need to use that to create my brand. And so that's what I've been able to do. And I've tried different things. You can try events. You can try, um, I mean, I've tried all types of things to make this thing work. And some things, did, some of it didn't work. It didn't, it didn't, I didn't make any money from it or, you know, nobody, like I expected a hundred people to show up and two people showed up. I mean, it's so many things, but each, each time something didn't work, I just used it as a lesson. And then I added on to that. Um, the next thing is faith. So what I really want to say about this is, one, believe in yourself. Remember that you are the biggest currency that you have. And believe in, believe in I'm going to get spiritual here, but you need to believe in a higher power or a purpose or something bigger than yourself. And um, one of the things that I like to reference is 
uh, power of the tongue. So, and there's a scripture, um, and it basically says, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. And basically, it's just saying that, like, whatever you speak, like, be careful about what you what you say. Um, and also be intentional about what you say. So for me, when it comes to my business and my brand, everything that I've been able to do, I spoke it first. Like it was a thought in my mind. And I'd be like, oh, I don't know about this, God. I don't know if, you know, this going to work. But then what I say is something positive. So one of the things I like to reference is like last year, I went to Breeze Power, uh, I mean, Passion and Purpose Brunch, right? But literally a month or two before that, I was sitting with my husband and I was like, you know what? I want to meet Claire Somers. And he looked at me and he was like, who the hell is that? <laughs> and I was like, Claire Somers, she is the, the founder of Fashion Bomb Daily and they have like a million followers on Instagram and she's like the only black woman to do this. And it's a multicultural magazine and da, 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 and da, da, da. And I was like, she's based in LA. I don't know how the hell I'm a meter, but I'm a meter. Right. I said this and he's like, yes, baby, you're going to meet her. <laughs> and so literally like a week or two later, I saw a post on social media and it was Bree's post. And she was talking about a passion and purpose brunch. And I was like, oh, I really like, um, I really like this post. This is cool. And I was like, oh, she's in Memphis. I'm from Memphis and she's a squad member. She was a part of like my ambassador club. And I was like, oh, hey, I'm, I'm going to come. And then I looked and saw like, oh, Claire's going to be there. And I was like, look at God. I don't know how I'm going to get there, but this is going to be an amazing opportunity. I spoke that. I spoke that into life. I'm telling y'all. Um, the other thing is, and I like to give a few examples. Uh, when I first started out with my clothing brand, a lot of people don't know, like I, I started out online and then I moved to a studio. So I also, I had a studio where it was like hair, makeup, wardrobe, photography, like a whole one-stop shop thing. But before that, like the year before I moved to the studio, I was in my damn garage and my husband had turned our garage into like a storefront. So we had the racks, we had like lights, we had a fitting room, we had the whole shit in the garage. And I was like, I'm going to have a storefront. <laughs> and a year later, I had a studio. So it's like, you have to really, really be intentional about what it is that you want. And you just have to speak it, just speak it into existence, put it in the air, you know, however big it is. Um. The last part of this is forward. So I just like to, I just want to remind everybody to like not give up, like whatever it is that you want to do, whatever it is that you're passionate about, there are going to be like tons of roadblocks. There are going to be tons of people that won't understand what you're trying to do. There's going to be tons of people who don't care about what you're trying to do. <laughs> it's going to be tons of people that don't support what you do. But you have to keep moving forward. And so I like to reference this, that it takes 10 years to become an overnight success. So all of the people that your faves, like your favorite celebrities, your, your, your people who are millionaires or they have this or they're living like their best life, 
A lot of times they were grinding behind the scenes for years and years and years and years. And then boom, it was like, oh, they're a superstar. Oh, they're um, this big artist. But you're not knowing that they put in 10, 15 years beforehand just to get to this point. So I just like to, I would just like to remind you all that although you might not have a visible plan, like a step-by-step, this is how I'm going to make this work. That doesn't mean that you should not move forward, right? Because even if you don't know every detail of how something's going to work, if you believe in a bigger purpose, if you believe in a higher power, if you've spoken life into whatever it is that you're doing and you're just consistently moving forward, there's no way that you're not going to succeed. Um, and so I would like to close this with another scripture. Um, and it's basically saying, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open to you. And this is like another scripture I like to reference because it's just a reminder that basically you can have anything that you want in life. You really just have to like go for it and don't be afraid um, of, don't be afraid of the unknown, really, because you can have this small, whatever you were thinking could be like a small pebble compared to the size of what your purpose really is in life so just keep that in mind but now i'm going to open it up for questions because we're like 10 minutes over so i hope everybody wrote down their their two questions who wants to start Well, this is Brittany. I, I, I'll be honest. I was, I've been in the kitchen. I just had it on mute and I was listening. So I didn't really write down any questions, but I did have a thought. Um, you said that you've been living the entrepreneurship life for four years or so now? Um, it's been six, going into seven years. Six years? Mm-hmm. So I guess my thought is, because I didn't really talk about um, – I mean, in the beginning, I didn't really say what I did for a living. I just said, like, the things that people usually know me for doing. Um, but one of the things that always come to my mind when it comes to taking that leap, so I actually just started. I worked for a book distribution company for eight years in the legal department, and I just started for um, working for another distribution company this Monday, and I'm, I'm grateful for it. It's definitely a huge promotion on top of the one that I just got. And I'm looking at this as one, an opportunity to grow, but then also an opportunity to set myself up for a future leap. I don't know what that leap is yet. I don't know what it looks like just yet, but I do believe that in time I'll know. But one of the things I always think about is um, when you've been in corporate so long, you really get used to like a lot of the perks of working corporate. And so I'm interested in, I'm interested in knowing how um, you, I don't know if maybe your, well, no, I don't know. He probably wasn't your husband back then. Mm-mm. How did you uh, cope with um, things like um, medical insurance? And, and to say this, I am very healthy, healthy, thank God. So I don't even have to use it like that. But I just, I guess it's just that, that comfort or that uh, like crutch knowing that it's there. And so when it comes for your, um, comes time for your, your insurance and stuff, 
was that like a consideration or were you young enough to where you really wasn't really thinking about health insurance or maybe you were young enough to be on your parents plan i don't know but what what came i guess what kind of how did you work through that um okay that's a great question so um just to uh be clear i've been an entrepreneur for going on seven years now um i've been a full-time entrepreneur it's been a, a little over a year so oh, okay okay um however i so when i first came out of college y'all i i worked in accounting i worked worked as a financial analyst so i had a salary i had all the benefits that you could think of vacation days like everything and um i did that for like five years and then last year well while this was happening while i was working in corporate america yes it was super comfortable like i could travel the way i wanted i was shopping like crazy i could invest in my business i could turn up you know like everything but i was starting to get real real restless when it came to um being at work and what I started to feel was like, I'm not being valued. These people think that I'm stupid. Um, you know, black girl problems in corporate America. Um, you know, just all these different things where I felt like restless because I'm like, I'm not living in my purpose. I don't, I, I don't feel like I'm be living up to my fullest potential. And so um, last year, what happened was I literally just decided like, you know what, if I don't take the leap now, um the more it's, it's like more time is going to be wasted so from my perspective and I'll, i'm turning 30 this year i don't so that's just giving you guys like a little bit of i guess reference point um but i'm like i can always go back to corporate america like i could always go back and work for somebody like period you can but what time do you have where you're like your brain is at its maximum potential you're, you have the energy that you can have to work work the long hours that, that you need to really invest in your business. Um, and then like that, that feeling of like being fulfilled, like that's, that's like, I can't even explain or describe to you what that feels like. So over the last year, like when I quit, I was like, well, I don't know what we're gonna do about insurance. <laughs> I don't know what we're gonna do about this. But we and my husband and I quit corporate America at the same time. So and we weren't married. Well, oh, we had, we had been married for a year when we decided to quit together. But um, yeah, all of those th all of those things came up, especially just having like the security of knowing like every two weeks or every month I'm about to get this salary check. Everything's gonna be good. But um, honestly, the journey has been amazing. Like. We don't worry about insurance because they have like they have business insurance. They have different things that you can use if you are a business owner or entrepreneur. Um, and so all of the things that we've been able to do for our business have been, I mean, just truly amazing over the last year. And you really won't know until you like take that leap. Like the things that you think you'll miss, you won't you'll you'll It'll just get become the norm where you're like super focused on your business and all of your needs will get fulfilled anyway, because it's like positive um, attraction, you know? Mm -hmm. 
That's good. Thank you. That was my one thought. Yeah, thank you. Anybody else? Question, question. Hey, this is Shawnice. Can you hear me all right? Uh-huh. I can hear you. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. So I, I hope that I can articulate this as a question. But, Take your um, time. It's more, of course, of course. Um, so my, I guess, issue um, comes into play with brand balancing. I think sometimes, sometimes that becomes a point of, it's, it becomes something that holds me back sometimes because I know that in my, in my personal profession, you know, within dance, I have a lot of freedom, you know, there's a lot of creativity that goes into it that I just want to just let loose and just let, let it be. However, I am multi-passionate and my other passion, of course, is in education, which is sometimes a more formal setting, especially at the collegiate level, mm -hmm. right? So um, I guess, again, like I said, it comes down to how do you really brand balance and or merge the two in a way that always represents who you are? Right. That's a great question. Um, for me, that's something that I still, I'm still working on. Um, just becoming the best that it could possibly be. But what I can say that's been working for me now um, is, okay, so the biggest thing that I want everybody to take away from this is strategy. Like at the end of the day, like you have to have a strategy behind everything that you do. Um, otherwise, it's just wasted time, effort, and money. So if you, so for me, um, I have like, Okay, so I have Cool Girls Create, but then I have the I Am The List Agency. And then I have like Shop Black Nashville. And then I have Couple Scary. I have all these different little things that I'm doing, right? But what I've learned is to, again, reference like the three, the three words that you yourself, your personal brand, you want to be known for. So you, you're saying, okay, you have an educational piece and then you have the dance piece, right? But you don't want to mix the brands and you don't want people to get confused about, you know, what it is that you're right. trying to do. But what you could do is figure out, okay, I want to educate people. So that's one word. I want to be known for being uh, for dance. So that's two. And then pick another word. Right. And then everything that you put out, you you tailor it towards that. So say, for instance, if you want to focus on education, I don't know like what particular niche but but you could start doing like content that's based on informing people about things and it could be again it's about conditioning so you could do your dance videos but you can make it like more tutorials because that's that's teaching that's education you could do more videos or content where you're giving sharing information so you're you're educating people about a particular topic about something that's related to health about something that you can tie to dance and you're consistently doing that over and over and over again. Um, and then if you have like, if you have a LinkedIn, you can tailor that towards, you know, your education side and have like your interest be where, okay, this is dance stuff. Um, and then your Facebook, you can have like a Facebook page that's, that's totally related to your dance stuff and have, I think you, I think that you have two different Instagrams. Do you? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm, I do. Um, so, and I mean, that's fine too. Like 
if you have a personal brand that you want to use and then you're like, okay, I'm going to put all my art on this one. That's totally fine. I think the biggest thing is making sure that you're referencing those three things that you want to be known for and then making sure that you're like consistently putting that type of content out. Does that make sense or is that is that helpful? Definitely, and actually sparked some ideas. Okay, so I'm going to take two more questions. So I'm expecting at least two more people to ask me something, <laughs> and then we can close this out. Hey, this is Bree. Hey, Bree. Hey, I don't really have a question. I just um wanted to say something or kind of piggyback off of. Um, the whole corporate job, and um, I forgot the lady name who was um, talking about the insurance or the benefits mm -hmm. of working. Um, another thing or another option, I think, um, was to be look into private insurance mm -hmm. um, because they have that out there. And I know with a lot of people who, who do work corporate jobs, like they're used to that stability. And they're used to those benefits, but as an entrepreneur, like you still have access to get those same benefits. Um, and then as far as like the whole money thing, like it may be a little bit more, you know, expensive, yeah. but you still have that, you still have that opportunity to, to be free, be on your own. And to like, for me, like, so, cause I have like, I had to do personal insurance cause when I left my job in the retail industry, all of my benefits went away, but it just makes, it's motivating. It makes me mm -hmm. want to work harder to, cause I know like, Hey, I got to pay for this private insurance, right. you know, so I got to push harder this month. So, um, I just wanted to say that like, kind of like, don't let that be like, don't let that hold you back because right. we can always go back to corporate jobs. Like these corporate jobs, they're not going anywhere. Right. And if we have the skills and the qualifications, like there's always going to be a job for people that are used to working or they have certain skill sets. But um, to be an entrepreneur, like you just really want to take, give it as much time or as much effort as you would with, with that corporate job because, you know, then again, it'll be kind of like pointless. Like, so if you're not going to give it your all and you're not going to put more effort into, you know, um, making it work as an entrepreneur as you would work in a corporate job, then the entrepreneur life, you know, isn't for everybody. And I know a lot of people who they, they do both, you know, you just got to have that balance, but you got to, you have to ask yourself, which is more important. Like, is this job or the stability more important or is me being an entrepreneur and being able to make six figures or however much on my own, is that more important? Right. So I think everybody likes that freedom, but also in this world, like entrepreneurship isn't for everybody. And I think it's so many people that's leaving their jobs and they're, they're doing it. But I know a lot of people personally that would just rather be in corporate America and they would just rather, and that's okay. You right. know, so and I think, but it's only fair if you, if when you do give it a try, like you, you put your all, you give it your all. So then you'll know like, Hey, well, you know, I tried it, but you don't want to say you try and you're not really giving it a hundred percent. You're kind of giving it 50 or 40. Right. So. Right. And yeah. You're totally right about that. Thank you. Um, you're totally right about that. I, so 
I was a full-time, I did full-time corporate America and I did my, oh, I don't even know how many hours. When you work 40 hours a week, corporate America, well, I was working like maybe 45, 50 corporate America. And then I would turn around and work like 60 hours, getting 12 hour days, like with my business. And I did Mm -hmm. that for like three years, y'all. Like, oh my gosh, I ran myself raggedy. And then I just had to make the decision. And like you said, Brie, like you will never know how, where your business or your idea or your brand can go if you don't give it that 100% like energy. Like I'm about to go for this, like no tomorrow. Like you'll never know. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people, they um like it's possible to do both. Like it's so possible. If I could, cause I'm a single parent, if I could, was corporate and be a hundred percent entrepreneur, like I would do it, but I just, I personally can't, but I know people who they're, they're still working a nine to five and they're, you know, they're doing other things on the side or on, on the weekends. Like it's very much possible, but then it's the question you would just have to ask yourself, like, should I be all in a hundred percent as an entrepreneur or I just have these ideas and am I creative that I just want to, I still want to get my name out there. Like that's very possible. You can still, you know, network and link with the right people to still get your ideas out there and still work corporate. So, and I think people, they don't really let you know, like you don't really just have to go all in as an entrepreneur, like right away, especially like, um, you know, you're in the distribution industry or if you're a teacher, like, you know, you can just do take baby steps to kind of get your foot out there or just network and connect with the right people to get your your brand or your whatever products or services that you have. Like, there's still ways that you can, you know, be seen and get your stuff out there without quitting your job if you don't have to. Right. Totally true. Um, and this again, it's just about having a strategy and a plan. Is there? Yep, exactly. Can I get one more person to give a comment or question, and then we're gonna wrap this up, you guys? Well, you ladies. Nope. Um, this is D. Um, hey, my biggest thing is more so content, like I have the ideas, you know, and just like certain, I like, again, ideas of what I want to do, but it's just like fully creating like content. I know, like you said, I'm not going to be the one to post daily, mm-hmm. but like when creating that schedule and creating this content schedule, like actually picking out what it is that I want to like actually focus on this month or the topic for this week when I'm involved in you know beauty fashion all of these different topics and it's just kind of like narrowing it down and just you know yeah um uh and another tip is when you have like for me, I'm a perfectionist, so a lot of y'all only see like 25% of actually all the shit that I do um, when it comes to content, but that's because I'm like such a perfectionist, and what I'm learning is like you can start to put things out there and, and like try different things when it comes to content, like if it's like, oh, I want to try, you know, some new graphics, or I want to try, you know, videos, or I want to 
do more on my IGTV or do, like polls on my story, whatever it is, just start doing things and figure out, okay, what is getting you the most traction? What are people more, more interested in? And then don't be afraid to ask questions. Like um, I see a lot of bloggers who are super interactive and they like ask their followers, they ask their friends, like, what do you think about this type of content? Or, you know, what type of content are you more interested in this or that? So you really just have to like put yourself out there first and then you can roll it in. But just remember again, those three words, find three words that you, you're going to associate your personal brand with and your business brand with. And also on your bio, like, Figure out what your bio, like your bio should be the tune to everything that comes to your brand. So somebody should be able to go to your bio and say, oh, this girl is this. This is what she does. Okay. This is what she, this is what she stands for. And you should be able to put that into one or two sentences. And then that'll help you narrow down like what type of content or branding that you want to do. Because if it doesn't fall into those buckets, then it's not telling the story that you want to tell for your brand or your business. So makes a lot of sense. Thank you. All right, ladies. So again, I just wanted to thank everybody who attended tonight. Um, this was my first boss up call and I hope you guys or you ladies had a good time. I hope you learned, you know, something and, um, I really want you all to connect. So if you are still on the call, go ahead and uh, introduce yourself again and give your social media handle. And I'll start with myself. And then, um, yeah, so I'm T. You can find me on Instagram uh, and Facebook. I am T Westbrook. And my business brand is called Cool Girls Create. Um, but nice meeting you all and thank you for joining and go ahead and give us your social media handles again so we can connect and get out of here. Hey everybody, this is Shawnice again, otherwise known as Niz. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook.